going to listen to this. Shout out to Christy. Welcome to the first ever edition of High Voltage. Um, my name is Shelby and I am here to give us a rundown on what's been going on in the Central Division showdown between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Carolina Hurricanes. And here with me today is one of my best friends, Talmadge Williamson. Tal, say hi. Hello, everyone. Um, this friendship, uh, you know, started a long time ago, but it's been put to the test recently because Cal is a huge Carolina Hurricanes fan, and I, as we all know, am a huge Tampa Bay Lightning fan. So the past week or so has been a pretty big test on our friendship, but I think we're doing okay, right, Tal? Uh, yeah, so far we're doing good. Um, Carolina ain't doing so good, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think uh, you know, considering I'm sitting on a 2-0 series lead, headed back home to Tampa, um, things have been easy for me. It's been easy to be civil. We'll see how it progresses, though. Yeah, it's been rough. Carolina got to bring it in game three. That's all I got to say. Yeah, so Tal, do you want to go through and kind of give a Carolina perspective on game one, and then I'll give the Tampa perspective on game one, and then we'll jump into game two and do a real deep recap of that. That works for me. Well, game one came out came out shooting. Uh, didn't pull a goal in first. Got a goal finally in the third after Braden Point decided to put one in. Power you know, play. but we tied Power it up in the goal. tied it up tied it up in the tied it up in the third. Um, played very well. Um, I felt like our shots were pretty 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 decent. Um, Aho did not show up for my team. Um, obviously, he took two shots and literally didn't do anything else. Um, the defense was pretty huge for our team. Uh, we, we stopped Tampa on a couple power plays, um, except for one. But we uh, we, fought, we fought hard. Uh, I felt like Nedeljkovic did pretty good in goal, um, stopping, uh, I believe, 28 shots on – or, yeah, 28 shots on 30 attempts. But, of course, the, the dagger in the heart was Barclay Goodrow. And the announcers on NBC, NBC want you to believe that it's Goodrow, but it's Barclay Goodrow. And uh, that kind of soft shot that did not look like it had any chance of going in, Nadelkovich just kind of let it slip through. It's Goodrow. Um, but... I felt like we did pretty well. Um, we gave Tampa Bay too many pen, uh, too many penalties on my end. For sure. Um, we gave them three power plays. They scored on one. Um, obviously, Tampa gave us plenty of power play. They certainly Goals, did. We got one ourselves. I mean, we got one ourselves on uh, Jake Bean scoring in the third period about two minutes in. Um, but outside of that, we shot very well. We contained. We contained Kucherov. Uh, we contained. The top guys for for most of the first and for most of the second, but um, Brady Point put the put the goal in and started goal scoring, and then and we just could not put anything on Vazzy. Vazzy is just excellent in this series so far. You know, he's just he's just really keeping us out of the net. We gotta we gotta put some pressure on him. If we don't start putting pressure on him like we did in Game One near the end, where we finally got some momentum going. I just feel like we're we're too soft right now. We're not we're not pressuring badly enough to cause any issues. For instance, you know our big guys like Aho with two shots, um, not enough shots on that for Sebastian Aho. 
Um, well, and I think I, a lot of people pointed out at the beginning of this series, um, you know, Niederreiter getting hurt in practice, which I assume was like some kind of freak accident would be really impactful. But he actually only had one goal throughout the beginning of the playoffs against Nashville. Um, but I think for Carolina, obviously, y'all have been taking penalties like crazy. And, you know, we can blame the refs. So the refing in these playoffs has been absolutely dog shit. I don't think anybody would argue with that. But uh, Carolina and Tampa have both been taking an exceptional amount of penalties. And I think we knew going into this series that it was going to be really important for Carolina not to take any penalties just because of how lethal the Tampa Bay power play has been. It's been operating at about 39% ever since we've gotten Kucherov and Stamkos back in the lineup. Um, But, you know, I mean, in that first game, one for three, you know, you guys did a good job. I mean, we didn't score on that power play until I think a minute and 20 seconds had elapsed. I mean, it was on the very end. And obviously, when we go into game two, we'll talk about how you guys shut down the power play then. Um, But game one, I I felt like, you know, we were kind of feeling out the series. I didn't feel like we were necessarily trying to set a tone. We were obviously playing an away game, and we were just kind of trying to feel it out, it felt like, especially for the first period when we remained scoreless. Um, Definitely the power play goal breaking through. That was great. And then, you know, I, I, I heard, uh, you know, Rob Brindamore say that if Nadelkovich hadn't let in that Barclay-Goodrow um, goal in the third, that that game could have gone to five overtimes. And I, I honestly agree. It was a very evenly contested match, I felt like, all the way through. I was happy to come away with the win, obviously, but it did seem like Tampa was not quite there um, as far as, like, them being the best they can play. Like, the game six against Florida, the 4-0 shutout, that was, like, a complete performance. Like, one of the most, if not the most complete game of the season. And definitely Carolina presented a much bigger challenge, not just because of your speed and your skating ability, but because I think you guys aren't as physical or, you know, wanting to muck things up with scrums like I felt like Florida did the entire series. So... Yeah, um, I mean, back to your point, though, I mean, where our defense was able to hold down your power play, but your defense was also able to do ours. You know, we had, you know... Well, we have a great penalty kill, and, and you guys do, too. I think um, our penalty power play was ranked second, and you guys were ranked second on the penalty kill, and I think we're ranked pretty high on the penalty kill as well. Have to get the yeah, we, uh, we on just, that. Yeah, we just honestly just... We could not put a power play go in. We had five opportunities. Just could not get it past Vazzy. Vazzy just was obviously just really. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure, Tal, you saw the sign that the Carolina Hurricanes fan had going into Game One that said, "Vasilevsky, I've seen coupons save more than you." And I think he saw that and he took it personally because he has saved 97 out of 99 shots over the past three games. Um, And you know, let's let's jump into Game Two here. I mean. To not let in a goal for 58 minutes and 30 seconds against a Carolina team that is a volume shots kind of team, I mean, it was it was an impressive performance, and it felt like it was going to be a shutout until those final frantic moments with the man advantage. Um, but, yeah, he's been the backbone. I think we're playing pretty well in front of him defensively. Guys are laying down on the line to block pucks. We're getting a lot of, you know – poke checks, getting disrupting things in the middle. A lot of the shots that you guys are getting are having to come from the point or from the outside because we're doing such a good job like defensively in front of the crease. But um, 
I don't know if, you know, we would be up two games to none if not for the, obviously, Vesna Trophy winner and probably the, the winner this year for sure. Um, Andre Vasilevsky, he's just, he's a, he's a, he's unreal. I mean, your coach said he's the best goalie in the world. I mean, obviously we think that, but he, he's just crazy. Best, my favorite goalie to watch, and I know I'm biased, but he really is something. Yeah, he really is. So. Actually, we were, we were third in the league in Kennedy Killer. Third? You guys were fourth. Yeah. Well, see, yeah, we're very, very evenly matched, I feel like, on paper. Um, we were second in the league in penalty percentage of scoring. Uh, you guys were ninth. And, well, uh, I we think were, the we, reason why our power play kind of fell off during the later half of the season, because midway through February, we were the top-ranked um, power play team. It was when, obviously, we lost Stamkos and had a couple core injuries to defensive players and were moving in players like, you know, Alex Barboulet and... Um, ben Thomas. Ruda went down. Ruda was down. Uh, Chernak was out. McDonough was out. You know, we, we kind of were playing with a glorified AHL team there for a little bit, and it was rough, especially during the last week of March and the first two weeks of April. It was real, like, touch and go. But we've we've been playing such complete and, you know, dominating hockey during this first couple weeks of the playoffs. It's been encouraging, and obviously it's the return of our stars and and having people being healthy. But, so game two, um, I felt like it was really similar to the start of the first game. I was getting deja vu, going 0-0, and then giving up a penalty late in the first period with a power play that carried over. That was almost identical to the first game, right? Yeah, it definitely was. Um, Well, first game, we, I mean, second game, we had, they less penalties overall, but um, it felt it felt pretty pretty much like it was gonna it was pretty much gonna go through the first game. Like the first game went through, you know, nobody scored in the first period. Well, I think the biggest pretty, news coming out of the first I, period was when Vinny Trocek ran into one of your own dudes on the Hurricanes and sustained an injury that has not been disclosed but has kept him out for the foreseeable future, which is a huge loss for you guys. And what was your reaction to hearing that? Um, uh, I wasn't happy about it. Um, Trocek is – I mean, he's been carrying our defense um, with uh, – obviously with uh, Doug Hamilton, but him only playing, you know, not even that many our offense. I mean, he's been, kill- he's been carrying our offense and our defense. I mean, I know he's not a defender, but he's been really helping with our defense with, you know, he had a couple block shots in game one. He had some high-danger chances in game one as well. He was also involved in, like, kind of setting the tone physically, I think. Yeah, only having him on the ice for 11 minutes last night is kind of of disheartening. Um, I mean, he literally played the same amount of minutes as Jasper Fast, who, to be honest, is one of our top guys that we go to very often. Um, but I, I think if we lose if we lose him, it's gonna be a long series. Um, his just his way to create shots, his way to help Aho and, and them on that first line and even the second line play is is kind of what we need. Um, him and Nina Ryder, even though Nina Ryder wasn't really helping us offensively through the first round versus Nashville, which shockingly surprised me because Nashville was not very good um they went like 0 for 16 on power plays through two games and they were just not very good and 
He just cannot score and couldn't play. Hopefully, he'll return um, for us to help our, our offense out. Um, I don't know if he's planning to play game three. Um, I yeah, haven't I looked guess, into that yet. I guess but. we're waiting on an update from Brenda Moore on that. I'm sure we'll find out tomorrow and kind of morning skate stuff. Um, on the Lightning side with injuries, David Savard has been out the past two games with a upper body injury, which, Tally, you told me was a chest injury. I'm not sure what source you got that from. Uh, well, I'm, I just went off of usually that's what they complain about when they do upper body injuries. It's usually a chest injury. I know he blocked a shot in game six against Florida, and it was a you know pretty heavy shot, I think, coming from Mackenzie Weger. Um so I could see that being it. But I know he has been attending morning skate. And John Cooper did say before game two that Savvy was working his way back into the lineup. However, I haven't really noticed his absence that much. I don't – personally, I haven't seen the David Savard kind of mesh with this defensive group that we have. He's kind of been mixed in with a bunch of different pairings. He started out with Victor Hedman. He's now he. I think he was last playing with Sergachev, or yes, he was. Yeah. Uh, he was on the. So I mean, they've line. moved him around trying to get to kind of feel out where he is the best fit, and I'm not sure if it's you know coming from a team like Columbus where his job was to be physical and block shots, and their defensive core was just not really as as dominant and offensive as ours is, and maybe it's just taking yeah. some time. I mean, it's been only what a month, month and a half. I guess it's been two months now since the trade deadline. Um, I mean, they also got people like Victor Hedman. I think it's been kind of hard for him because with people like Victor Hedman, you know, it's kind of hard to find your place because Victor Hedman's so dominant, so defensive-minded. Yeah. That, and you I mean, go from being the top even, guy on the Columbus Blue Jackets to being, like, yeah. maybe the third best guy after Hedman. Well, maybe fourth. Hedman, Sergachev, and McDonough. Even Chernak, maybe fifth. Yeah. He's he's probably like our sixth best defenseman, but what, why we selected him and why we needed him is because he's a right right sided defenseman, and we've kind of yeah, that's we been our weakness play. throughout the whole season. And Luke Shen has done a great job. I mean, for the most part, he he definitely has his moments where you're like, what are you doing? Like he had a terrible fall on the ice, um, game two that gave up a, a decent chance for Carolina. It was dangerous and. You know, but it's just like Luke Shen. He's very physical, though, and he definitely brings, you know, the body when he plays. And I think that's something that our team sometimes uh, is lacking in is more physicality. And that's why we brought in Blake Coleman and Goodrow at the trade deadline two years ago, or I guess a year ago. Even 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 with Chernak, I mean Chernak, he went down with game one. He went down with injury in there. Yeah, that was scary. And I- and for game two, I mean, he came out and blocked four shots. So didn't I think he, he registered and an I assist, believe, didn't he? I, I believe. He got I the believe secondary Edmund assist had, on the Sorelli goal. Yeah, I believe, I believe Edmund had eight block shots in game one. Um, but, yeah, he came out and put an assist in with, I believe, the second goal of the game. I believe. I, you yeah, know what? I think – was it – check that stat for me because I think um, – Hedman and Stamkos got the assist on the Sorelli goal. It might have been the Alex Colon goal. Uh, Shurnak got the assist on uh, the Sorelli goal. Okay, good. I was right. I shouldn't have second-guessed myself. Stamkos got the the assist on the Alex Colon goal. Yeah, so, okay, so let's jump into that. So, tied after the first. Carolina has a power play that carries over into the second with about, I think, a minute 31 um, of power play time. 
And at that point, I believe the Lightning only had five or six shots. Uh, I believe you had seven through the first. Seven through the first period, and you guys were first at. Period and a half. I'm going to be honest with you. I think you had seven through the first period and a half. It was not. I know. It was not hot. It, it was very, very. Yeah, like when you. So we'll just obviously recap the game. I know people watched it. We'll just go through it really quickly. Um, second period, power play opportunity for Carolina. Penalty was killed. Um, Alex Kalorn comes out, takes the puck into the sideboards, and manages to get some space with Chernak moving to the right and kind of creating some ice for him. He turned around and just kind of threw a shot on net that ended up sneaking past the left pad of Nadelkovich. I think there was a screen in front and might have been your own player um but i was kind of surprised to see it go in i i did not expect for that shot from the top of the point to to get there but i was happy it did obviously um yeah. and then after that i mean it was kind of all uphill from there for carolina um like tal was saying it, lightning did not have a quantity of shots it was more so the quality like when i look at this you know stat sheet kind of going down it's carolina 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 it looks like carolina should have won this game until you get down to kind of takeaways giveaways block shots um and high danger chances that's where you can see okay this is how the lightning won the game but i think this is one of those games where like the analytics and the statistics do not tell the story of the game at all well i mean five on five five on five has been a huge part of the series you guys have scored three goals on five on five and y'all have we none, scored, correct? We scored one. We scored one on five on five. No, Actually, no, because you had a man advantage. Five. It was we it was six on five. Yeah, we we scored zero, and five on five has been terrible for us. I mean, Tebo Teravainen hasn't showed up either throughout the whole playoff. He's been off. I mean, literally Jordan Stahl, Sevechnikov have been our our two main carriers. I mean, he got the assist on the, the third period goal with about a minute and a half left. And even at the end of the game last night, I felt like I knew we had a minute and a half and we had possession. I just felt like we were too too cautious. Like, Waiting for that perfect shot? We, yeah, we just didn't send enough shots at Bazzi. Like I think we took like three or four shots the entire minute and a half instead of just trying to and, – and But you know why I think that, why that, that was, photo. Tal? I think Vazzy was obviously on fire. Nothing was getting past him. I think yeah. as a player at that point, you are looking for the perfect shot to beat that man because you can, you know if you fling something random on net, you're looking for that perfect, perfect shot. And when you start trying to do that, you end up losing out on those deflections and those kinds of things that actually create those gritty goals. So I think you guys were just looking for the perfect way to get by them, and, and it led to less less of a volume that you guys were used to even, doing. I think the announcer said in game two, we had five open net opportunities in this every single well, I think the biggest the biggest opportunity that stands out for me in that entire game was when we were on the power play and Kucherov, who looked off the whole game, by the way, Kucherov looked terrible. He turned it over um, on the power play in Carolina's zone, and you guys had a two-on-one on opportunity coming back. And uh, who, who had the puck? Was it Ajo? Missed the open net completely on the left-hand yes. side. I mean... That was probably your best look of the game, in my opinion. 
by the way, y'all had seven shots in the first period. I was actually correct. I did not know that. Yeah, see, just, just like an announcement to everybody, Tal and I are not working off of, like, a stat sheet. We are literally working off of, like, what is in our brains um, as fans and spectators of the you game. Had you had eight in the whole rest of the game. So you had eight two periods and got two goals off of eight shots. Man. Yeah, and that's, a, that's you know, a, a commendation to you guys. In that game, you guys shut down the power play. That power play could not get set up, could not get going. Everyone was – you had two guys on – the puck possessor and it forced them to make decisions early I think than earlier than they wanted to which would lead to mishandled pucks that led to easy clears or like in that case with the breakaway a, a decent chance shorthanded for Carolina um, so your your penalty yeah. kill has been really effective for us and I think if we can't figure out how to work around your penalty kill it's going to be a problem for us later in the series for sure yeah but we have to score them Bazzi's literally the, the the thing that's holding everything together for your 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 defense outside of the block shots and everything. Yeah. And your defense hasn't been bad, but Bazzi's just been Bazzaleski's just been on a different level in this this second round. I don't know if it's because Florida pissed him off. I don't know if he was. I think it was that fan sign, Tal. I think that sign pissed him off, and he said, "I'm out for blood." <laughs> well, you know. The depth of this has been really solid for us. I mean, throughout the entire regular season, he led the NHL in goals against, and he led the NHL in save percentage. I mean, the man was really good. Obviously, he didn't have the production and wins such as Andre Vasilevsky had, and the, um, and, you know, Vasilevsky had a really good save percentage also. I mean, he's in the 90s, and he's in the high 90s. Um, Dude, but, but Nedeljkovic is a rookie. I feel like as a net, I mean, I feel like as a net minder, as a rookie. Yeah, he's incredible. To, to come into your first playoffs, you're facing Nashville, which they put on. You know, they put on the pressure versus us, and then, you know, versus one of the best offensive teams I think in the NHL, if not one of the best, if not even the best offensive team in the NHL. So I mean, hold them to I know four goals and. Two games is still impressive to me that you know it's your first playoff series. It's, totally. You know, it's. I mean, you're just going up against Vasilevsky, and that's that's the that's the big thing right now. We're just going up against Vasy and Aho, and our playmakers just cannot get a goal in on five on five. Yeah, and I'm kind of wondering now, do you feel like that series against Nashville with the four overtime games and? Um, Oh my God! Sorry, Pablo's out and Adam is in town and he's deciding Hi, to come. We're recording a podcast, sir. I'm sorry to interrupt the broadcast. Um, <laughs> I do you think though that that series against Nashville? I mean, we all thought it was a fluke. We all were like, "How is Nashville taking this this team to overtime, or how is Carolina taking this this series into overtimes, four games in a row, or whatever it was?" Do you? Do you think that was a fluke, or do you think that was a sign that maybe this team has some offensive production issues? Um. Well, I think we were we were obviously we were obvi- we're obviously a better home team than we are away. Well, I don't um, know. The last two games have, have we, not really we won, showed that. We won, well, we won all three. We won all three home games of that series, and then we went to Nashville and lost two overtime games in double overtime. And 
I think near the end of the series, it became harder for us to score on offense. I think it's proven that our 5-on-5 five five isn't as as good as it needs to be. Um, just from a standpoint of looking at the way we scored in the series versus Nashville and the way that we scored versus Tampa, I mean, a 6-on-5 goal late with the goalie pulled is not what you want to see in a playoff game. You don't want to have to have those go in to stay in competitive and stay in the game and to literally to be the only chance to score on the opponent's goalie. Um, I just feel like I feel like we're also a little tired, but we just need to we kind of need to go look at what Florida did versus Batty and just really hammer him and literally get his way, make him have to find the puck, and yeah. we're not doing that. We're not doing that, as you like to say. We are taking a lot of shots from the point. We're not getting enough defenders in front of him to distract him. We're not. We're not getting those easy. And I mean, we've had our we had our chances in the slot a couple times in the last couple games. Obviously, the two games, but um, he's he's just masterful at the moment. Um, if he doesn't win the Vesna, I don't know who deserves it. Um, um, I think. I know group I mean, obviously, I think this the fact that this is the first time Marc-Andre Fleury has ever been nominated is, like, mind-blowing to me, um, which which just goes to show the people who nominate and vote for these awards are really only looking at, like, win wins, the win column. I don't think they're looking much deeper than that because Marc-Andre Fleury is a future Hall of Famer. Um, but I think Vazzy wins it this season just because of the dominance he's had um, with the shutouts. I think he had at one point was on, what, a 12-game winning streak? Um, now holds the, Yeah, now holds the franchise record. Um, I mean... Yeah, because 12, 12 was the franchise record. He broke yeah. out with 13, then lost to... I think he played the first round. I think he lost it to Florida or Carolina. I can't remember who actually lost it to. Um, but, yeah, I'm kind of worried about Carolina. On the road, we're, we're, we're by far not... We're a different team. I'm kind of scared to go into Tampa. Um, well, I can guarantee you that Brenda Moore is looking at the film of the Florida Florida games um, where yeah. they were successful because um, not only did Florida pull out you know two wins in that series, one of them was overtime on a broken play where, with a bad bounce, but we don't have to go back to that. But they were able to score a lot of goals on Vazzy. I mean, the first game was 5-4. Um, I think they scored – in their win, that was a 4-3 overtime win, I think. If I can remember back a week and a half. No one gave one. No, I know, but I'm saying the overtime winner they had, I believe, game uh, three. They, they scored six. That was they six? six. I, well, uh, empty six. netter. Empty netter. Yeah. So, five. I mean, really fine. But they were able to get get pucks past them, and I bet Brandon Moore is looking at that film right now saying, you know, how did they do that and what can we do? The thing I think about Florida, though, was their ability, like their physicality. I mean, they were looking for every opportunity to get under our skin. And I think Carolina is obviously a much more skilled team. And they play at such a high level and a fast pace that being physical like that, like how Boston is um, as well, is not really something that I think they're used to. And so I think, I mean going forward obviously there's adjustments that have to be made um but i would expect them to come out pretty physical in game three especially being on away away ice and and being down 2-0 in the series i mean they they have everything to lose 
um, tomorrow night. I mean, there's a big difference between going down 3-0 in a series and, and being down 2-1. So it's going to yeah. be a huge, huge game, and they're going to try everything they can. And we just have we to also be ready have to give for it. it. You also have to give it to Tampa also. Um, you know, Carolina only lost three regular season games in regulation. We only lost three games. And to beat it twice in regulation already at home, you know, that just proves how good a defending champion they are. It just proves how how well they're playing with Kucherov obviously being back from injury and him leading, you know, you guys in scoring and playoff points and with Peter Edmund having all the assists and block shots that he's producing, I think it's made it easier on your squad definitely to have Kucherov back. I think I think having that piece, which I'll miss at the end of the regular season, um, really having him back, it's helped your, your playoff push. And I think it's really revitalized the, the squad because coming, coming into your, your final couple weeks, it seemed like they were – they were like, oh, we've done this before. We won the title last year. We're just going to kind of drift into the night. And then Kucherov coming back for game one versus Florida. Has a three back in that game. series. I mean, scoring, two, scoring, scoring two goals and coming yeah. out and scoring. Magical. Uh, Magical. I mean, he was just mad. Like he never left the ice. And I know. Like he never left the It's crazy to me, though, because watching Kucherov come back in that game reminded me so much of Steven Samkos' return. In, in game um, five, was it game five, Stanley Cup? Yeah. Um, and that moment when, you know, he fluttered past the defender on, on the right side of the boards and put that beautiful shot past Qdoban, that was like a magical storybook, fairy tale moment. And to see Kucherov come back and have a game like that was, was incredible. But, you know, I, I agree that that last month and a half of the season was so rough. I mean, obviously, we were playing with a depleted squad. We were trying to make sure our guys were healthy for this playoff run. Um, we had a lot of, you know, first-time rookies playing and Alex Barboulet, who, you know, got a goal. Happy for him, goal or two. But he uh, he's, he's got some development to do. He's by no means a Nikita Kucherov. Um, and everybody kind of worried, like, is this a sign that, there is, there's not going to be a magic switch that's flipped once we get Stamkos and Kucherov back and healthy. Like, I think that was a big doubt. And obviously everyone wanted to see Tampa come out the way they have in this, this first series and, and the second series of the playoffs. But it was definitely a big question mark hanging over their heads. And, and they've stepped up. They've proven, they've, they've proven why they are the defending cup champs for sure. Going up 2-0, two series in a row. Um, with no home ice advantage to speak of is, is a huge accomplishment, especially in this league, especially during this time of the year. So it's big. Especially, especially since our conference, all pretty much the entire conference, except maybe outside of Florida, even really you can't even say Florida, most of our conference struggled on the road this year. I mean, yeah. Carolina was 16-9, Florida was 17-9, and, and Tampa Bay was 15-10. and 10. Yeah. I mean, they were all – very, the top three actually were very good at home. Um, yeah. Nashville came on again with their, their win streak, but they were all very hot teams at home. And now Tampa's come out in the playoffs and really won a lot of their games on the road and have proven that they can go into other people's home territories and win. And Carolina just has to find a way going back to Tampa to, to, to win this, to win, to win game three at least because. Because their, <laughs> their performance at uh, Nashville and Nashville's home ice was, uh, 
I mean, it wasn't that great. I mean, they lost both games, right? Yeah, until, but we went a double over. Until game six. But, yeah, they were overtime games. And overtime games, I think it is, it's, it's a one-goal difference. It's one broken play. It's... You know, it really can go either way. I don't look too much. I don't take, take those like the, stats too deeply. It's kind of like the Edmonton series, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, Jesus. What's the Maple Leafs or the um, Montreal score right now? Is it still 3 to 1? I don't three, know. Three to, it's oh, 3 man. to 1. Yeah, that's, that's going on right now as we're I mean, recording, and it's just, I'm mind blown still. I cannot believe. I mean,. When they destroyed, I mean, when they destroyed Edmonton, and they got a, they got one of their lucky, they had a lucky overtime goal. So yeah, overtime goals are one of those things where it's finally like somebody, finally one of them just goes in. I mean, I think Carolina took fifty-six shots versus Nashville, and Nashville took like thirty something, and finally just scored the game winner. I mean, I know, it was, dude. It it's, was ridiculous. it's like they are vol- You guys are a volume shooting team. You know, you guys can put up forty shots in three periods easily. Um, yeah. And it, it's got to be quality, though. I think quantity over quality right now is not working. I mean, it hasn't worked. <laughs> it, it just it hasn't, hasn't worked. worked. And I think that's why, like, at the end of the game, they were waiting patient, being so patient, trying to find that perfect shot. Um, and it's just something they're going to have to figure out how to adjust and change their, their game plan going forward with that. Um, but one other thing I wanted to mention to whoever's listening is if you're taking me and Tal too seriously and think we know our shit, which you probably don't, but, uh, we also picked the Edmonton Oilers to like go to the final four. So we obviously don't know shit. Um, we fucking suck for that one. I think we lost our bracket within like what, six days with that. Uh, well, yeah, with Vegas and Winnipeg and Montreal advancing because, you know, the Maple Leafs are the biggest choke artists in the game. Yeah, um, I mean, shit. A 3-1 and let's lose the series to a team that didn't even finish above 500. I know. Um, I know. It's <laughs> unbelievable. And now, you know but, what I'm hoping, though? I'm hoping the Maple Leafs go on and are on this, like, crazy streak and somehow defeat Colorado or Vegas, whoever goes on. I, I just cannot <laughs> believe that... Colorado or Vegas, whoever wins that series, is going to have a literal cakewalk to the Stanley Cup Finals. I mean, in my they opinion. Are. They are going to have a cakewalk. I mean, I respect Montreal. I respect the Winnipeg Jets for what they accomplished with taking down those top-seeded teams. But, my God, Colorado is disgustingly good. I mean, disgusting. It's, it's... I mean, Montreal went... I mean, Montreal had 59 points in the regular season. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, it's... Colorado had, Colorado had 82. I know, it's, it's just... Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, this is a weird year for the playoffs. We'll never see any of this of this shit or these matchups, like, ever again. Um, I will say, I will say the last thought for me, the one good thing that came out of this playoff, Tom Wilson is at home. I know, fuck Tom Wilson. What a, what a asshole. <laughs> It's it's really like I think one thing that unites the rest of the league besides Caps fans is our hatred of Tom Wilson. Yeah, yeah. NHL player safety I, I mean, is a joke. Just so everybody's aware. We're we're pulling, we're, we're, we're pulling for different teams, but I think we can both agree. Yeah. For, who Tom Wilson. for sure. <laughs> well, in other news of previewing Game Three, 
What are your, like, maybe, like, top three things you want to see out of your team going forward and into game three tomorrow night at 8 p.m. on the USA Network? Because why? Um, NBC fucking sucks, and I can't wait for it to be ESPN's turn. Well, well, first one, Aho show up to the game, please. Um, we need, we need Dolphins. Um, like, I'm, like, you just need to show up. Two, two shots isn't enough for our, our, our best winger. Um, second, I would say, find a way to score on Fazzy on 5 on 5. That's our biggest, our biggest issue right now is to score 5 on 5 and to have, just to find a way to, 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 to score on him because if we can't score on him on 5v5, we are not winning game three. Tampa will absolutely bomb destroy us at home if we are not coming out ready to fire. And and lastly, um, just keep playing good defense like we're doing. Like we're, we're holding them to two games and two, four goals in two games. Two goals versus Tampa Bay. That's all I can ask for. Um, I think that Belkovich has done pretty well. Um, the defense has obviously done pretty well to hold Tampa to 15 shots and get through. Um, just bring that same intensity on defense, but bring out an offensive game plan that's actually going to help us score. Because right now, shots, yes, we're, we're leading in shots by, you know, we have 70 shots in two games versus Tampa's like, 47. Uh, I mean, but you only got two goals to show for it, and none of them are five on five. Yeah, 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 they're not five on five, and we're out shooting Tampa by 23 shots. And if you can't beat, if you can't beat that team with those goal scores and that defense, out shooting them by 23 shots, then I don't know what to tell you. Like, we just need to score more on five on five. That's that's my my keys for the game. Just watch out for Carolina to score five on five. If they can do it, we'll be in the series. If we can't do it, it's going to be a very, very short sweep. Yeah, I, I think those are great keys, Tal. I think you hit it right on the head. My three for the Lightning, um, kind of piggybacking off of what you're saying, is to produce more shots offensively. I like what we've done, um, but I think I did not expect to win either of those games. They're, they're just... I don't know. They were tougher. Usually we're a team that scores on average four goals a game, and to only come away with 15 shots in a game seems like we should have lost it, and I'm really glad we won. Um, But I don't think that's the blueprint for success is only putting 15 shots on net. Second thing I want to see is finding an adjustment against the penalty kill because your penalty kill has handled us better than probably any other opponent has all season. Now, granted, that's only seven other teams, but... Um, we got to have an answer for that. We got to figure out how to get set up, make those cross ice passes to Stamkos in his office, get more looks. Um, there was a point yesterday on our power play that gave up the shorthanded opportunity. I think that was the only shot was the shorthanded opportunity for Carolina. So definitely more shots on the power play as well. Second key, I think, is going to be figuring out. Um, whether David Savard is in or not, and uh, if we're going to keep Luke Shen in the lineup, whether we're going 11-7. and seven, um, That would be really interesting to see because I know John Cooper loves to do that. And it definitely created um, 
kind of, I would say, an issue in game one when we were down to only five defensemen after Chernak got hurt. So I'm going to be interested to see, like, what our lineup looks like for sure. <coughs> um, third key of the game is going to be playing as well in front of Vazzy as he's been playing for us. I mean, this is a great time for Vazzy to be hot. I hope he continues it, but we can't rely on him. We got to produce offensively. We got to make defensive plays so that we don't rely on him to clean up our act. So I think if we can do that, we have a strong chance of winning game three. But, you know, we lost game three at home last series. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But it's two really great teams. It's a great series. I disagree with what Keith Jones said after the broadcast where he said that was a boring game. I don't think it was boring at all. I think it was boring for him because he's an NBC analyst and he hates the Lightning. But uh, it's, it's a great series. It's entertaining. It's it's a really highly skilled series, and I think that is more enjoyable to watch than watching Florida try to injure our players on purpose. Oh, no. What? Well, Nino Nino Ryder will not make the trip for game three or four of the second round series for Carolina, so he is automatically out. Dang. Late three for Tortec, he suffered again too, does not look good, according to a coach. No update on David Savard. Wait, what was the trophy so update? So we lost Nino Ryder. So we've lost Nino Ryder for game three and four. Um, but no injury update on David Spard just yet. Did they say anything about Trocek? Trocek, uh, out. Uh, Trocek, uh, says outlook not good. It says does not look good according to head coach. Um, that was yesterday. So he does not, he does not give an update whether he'll be available, but it does not look good. And Nina Ryder out for Carolina for games three and four. He will not be traveling with Carolina. Well, I, who do you think Savard, draws into your lineup then, Tal? Savard is not there. Um, I don't even, I have to, one second, I have to, I have to even look at the roster. Um, this is why I say we're not very good. Um, I can see, I can see, uh, Papa getting more time, Brent getting more time. I think, I think if Torchek is definitely out, I think either Taravainen or Lorenz goes to the first line. Um, McCormick could see some ice time, um, in game three. Um, for Nina, Nina Ryder, Igor Korshakov could come back and play for us. Um, could see Justin Williams step up, but he he's, he's up there at age. Um, so, but I think our defensive core is going to remain the same. Um, I, I expect Nadelkovich to start over Peter Morazic or Reimer. I don't see why we would change goaltenders unless they really feel like he's not playing well enough. Um, I, I, my guesses would be right now would be more minutes for Jesper Foss and uh, could see the emergence of Igor Korshakov. Yeah, I um, think uh, it'll be interesting to see. It's like you're saying you want more offensive production. Vinny Trocek is a huge part of your offensive production. 
Um, so, oh my God, Montreal just scored again. It's four two. Well, maybe maybe not. Corsica will be in the place in February. But yeah, Lorenz could Lorenz could step in. Martin Martin could step in. McCormick could step in. Um, we could see more of Brock McGinn on that third line. I could see Brock um, McGinn. I could see Brock McGinn going up. And I could see Cedric Paquette stepping up a little bit more, playing. Um, oh, we didn't even move. talk about Cedric Paquette, the former yeah, Tampa the Bay former, Lightning, who just <laughs> who just won the cup with us and then was unceremoniously traded away. Poor guy. I love him, though. Yeah. I, I wish him all the best. I'm just sorry it's not with us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In the wise yeah. words of everyone ever in a relationship. But, yeah, he, he, uh, he doesn't look happy. I feel bad for him. He has seven minutes of ice time to get into. Uh, I wouldn't be happy myself. Um, but uh, it, looks like, it looks like it'd be more Brock McGinn. It looks like it'll be a little bit more of Cedric Paquette. Um, that's what it looks like. Um maybe even getting Aho a couple more shifts. Um, but he hasn't looked he hasn't looked good since game one. He got hit in game one and I, I felt like he just pretty much um Who? Did not uh, but yeah, he got hit in game one and uh I don't know if you saw it, but he got hit in game one and hasn't looked the same since. Was uh um, who who hit him? I do not remember. I, I know I he got hit in game one. I know he got hit in game one, and he looked scared ever since. Hmm. <laughs> Man, well, I'll tell you what. If you're staring down Eric Chernak or Luke Shen or even even Alex Kalorn or, God forbid, Pat Maroon, I'd be scared too. Yeah. I love what Pat Maroon got, brings to our team. Yeah, I, think I think he's he so awesome. Hit, uh, I think he got hit by, like, um, if I'm not mistaken, I think he got hit by... I think he got hit by McDonough or somebody. Might have been hit by Victor Hedman. I can't remember. Victor's very rarely physical, though, in that way. He's not, like, abusive. In the first period. Well, speaking of Victor Hedman, you know that man is playing at, like, 70% with an injury that requires surgery in the offseason. And somehow, he's recorded 10 assists in 10 games, which is, like, I believe, like, the top six players to ever do that oh. ever. <laughs> and was, he's seventy percent with an injury. It was Ryan McDonough. Oh, okay. You know Ryan McDonough is like uh, in college right now, getting his degree from like University of Wisconsin. I did Some, not know that. Someone someone sent me a screenshot of like a um a page of their like school like website like for a class and it was like you know put one fact about yourself and it was like him posting a group discussion post on a forum he was like hi my name's ryan i'm majoring in business and like all this stuff and someone was like dude this is ryan mcdonough of the tampa bay lightning what the fuck is he doing here man's getting his degree good for him we support it last thing last thing i'll say is uh colorado is about this week vegas um, you're calling, you're calling the Colorado sweep of Vegas, really, Tal, after game one? Yeah, Matias uh, Janmark is out. Uh, they are starting Clurry because Robin Miner is not suiting up for game two. So they are starting Clurry, but that team is nasty. I'm sorry. That team is that team is Tampa Bay in the West right now. That that team is their oh, offense. Is they're so they're disgusting. Nasty. They strike fear in my heart, and I'll never admit that to anyone. 
anyone else, but uh, they, they are, they are nasty. Um, yeah, and Ryan Reeves is out for Vegas tonight, too, so it could be just a total shit show from Oh, yeah, he's, out. he's got a two-game suspension for people. For kneeing uh, knee people in the head. But, uh, okay, well, Tao, I think this was a great first little try at this. Unfortunately, I am in a house with Remy, Adam, and two dogs right now, so, like, I have a lot of background noise going on. And shit, but you know I what? I think in my new house, I'm gonna like soundproof a room and keep doing this and make it higher quality. But this is, this is you know, I think it's pretty good for our first one. I enjoyed the conversation. I'm enjoying this series. I think we should do it again after Game Three. We'll be back for we'll be back on Friday for Game Three. Trust me. I think I think hopefully, hopefully we'll have a different series going into Game Four, but we'll see. We will definitely. You might see. not have a. You might not have a happy. You might not have a happy. Happy person on uh, Friday <laughs> if we do another one down three zero. Uh, uh yeah. But I'll try. To, I'll try to keep my spirits a little high. I know Tal is like so negative. After game one, he was like, "We're getting swept." <laughs> <laughs> That's how you feel. That's how you feel. I mean, just looking at the series versus Nashville, we we just we shot the we shot the goal so we shot the goal so much. And it just felt like, even though we scored goals, it just felt like we just got so lucky. I, I don't, I don't know. I just it felt off versus Nashville, and to be down two nothing to the defending Stanley Cup champions. Yeah. Hopefully, we come out and get to be and just want, want it. I mean, we're gonna need to want it because if we don't, we're going home. <laughs> well, before you go home, you'll have to play us again at home. And so I guess we'll see you guys Friday as we uh, preview game four, which is Saturday at four o'clock. It's an early game. Um, but yeah, but thank you for whoever's listening to this. Probably my mom. Shout out, Christy. We love you. Um, and thank you for listening to the first episode of High Voltage. And with that, we are done.